Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of The Freedom Guide. It's almost Christmas, and that's why we have another kind of holiday Christmas Christianity-themed video for you. We're talking about communism and faith. Um, if you're watching the video version, I have my Zero Bark 30 Christmas sweater on. Super cute. <laughs> I don't get to wear it often, so I'm happy that I'm in it today. Uh, but today... This is, again, one of my favorite topics. Last week we talked about cultural revolution, the kind from communist China and the kind we're going through today in America. But um, today we're taking a similar kind of conversation, which is communism and faith and why you don't see a lot of faith promoted in communist states. So today I'm going to tell you a little story about one of the interviews that we've had before and the lesson that came from that. And then we're going to talk right, right about the action item. Um, thank you guys, by the way, for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Freedom is a lifestyle. And if we all work on bettering ourselves and that can just be like listening to one weekly podcast episode that gives you advice and gives you hints and tips on how to do that and implement these action items in your own life, that's a great step. So thank you for taking that step. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Recently, I got to go to Liberty University, and I love Liberty University. They have a really great program that my, my friends are all a part of, and I love that. They do a great job, like Ryan and Christian and the rest of them. But it's called the Standing for Freedom Center, and they had an event that they invited me to called Uncensored Freedom. And so I got to speak, and there was, I think, a little less than 1,000 students, I think between 800 and 1,000, I don't know, but it was a huge room, packed room of just such passionate and kind and sweet kids, students, not kids, students. And it was just so exciting to be in a room of energetic young people that are so ready to help this country move forward in a good way. Now, at the event, my speech was supposed to be more, you know, Christianity focused, more faith focused. And that really stuck with me after I gave the speech because I was like, dang, like that was, I never even really put those words together before in that way. So I should probably do an episode on it. Um, and it's perfect for Christmas season. It's perfect for the holiday season because like so many people out there, we kind of forget the reason for the season. You know what I'm saying? I, I wish that people didn't do it as much as they did, but a lot of people forget the reason for the season. And in reality, we have to always just address the fact that Christmas Day is the day that Jesus Christ was born, okay? There's a lot of fun stuff that goes on on Christmas. I honestly love Christmas season, but then it's Christmas Day that's just so much more serious to me, at least to me, that uh, it, it's just kind of two completely different things at this point, like Christmas season, the holly jolly season, and then the, the special day that is December 25th. I kind of hold them differently. And my birthday, I don't know if you guys knew this, my birthday is the day after Christmas, December 26th, so my grandma when I was young, gave me a Bible and she was like, you're so close with Jesus. <laughs> uh, so thanks grandma. So for those of you guys who might be new to this, uh, the Freedom Guide is an educational initiative under the nonprofit Young Americans Against Socialism, the nonprofit that I started a couple years ago. And what we do at that nonprofit is we interview survivors from socialist countries. The Freedom Guide is intended to be a more positive and uplifting arm of the nonprofit to have solutions and to give people tips uh, and excite them about how to move forward in a way that preserves the values of freedom after we kind of just freaked them out by interviewing some insane communism survivor stories because it's it's very dark it's very serious when we interview these guys and it's amazing it's it's a passion of mine to do it 
but we wanted to have a positive outlet for people to be inspired by these stories, obviously, and, and be freaked out and say, whoa, I definitely don't want that to come to America. Now, how do we make sure that that doesn't happen? So that's what the Freedom Guide is all about, is kind of more positive, solution-oriented. So uh, one of the stories that I told the students at Liberty was about this woman in Romania. And what happened is uh, she ended up using her law skills to advocate on behalf of Christians that were being persecuted by the communist regime in control of Romania when it was a part of the Eastern Bloc, when it was behind the Iron Curtain. Um, and you might be wondering, well, why the heck did she have to use her legal skills for that? And why would Christians be persecuted? Well, that's because in communist states, religious groups, people that have deep-rooted faith in, in a religion, and a lot of times Christians or Jews, they believe in something greater than themselves, right? They believe in, in a higher purpose, a purpose that comes from God. They believe in, in a being that is greater than themselves and that is certainly greater than some form of government, than some government regime existent in their life. And uh, the communists can't allow that because they can't compete with somebody. They can't control the mind of somebody who has a faith in something greater than government. And so it's, it's a competition. So what the communists have to do is they say, well, we really can't compete or control. We can't compete with God. We can't control the mind of somebody who believes in God. We can't control the mind of somebody who believes that there's a greater purpose out there beyond the, the collective that we tell them. So what they do is they basically try and eliminate religions. And what you saw a lot in Romania and a lot in the Eastern Bloc was the elimination of Christianity. So the woman that I had interviewed, uh, it's an amazing story. You can look on Survivors of Socialism podcast. We release a new episode uh, pretty frequently. We try and do it weekly or biweekly. But um, it's on our website, fightsocialism.org. And so this woman I had interviewed, she telling me her story of growing up in communist Romania. And so she's telling me about like being a young person and trying to get a job and trying to build a career in a communist country. You basically have to like get the permission of the state to pursue a certain career or you're told what to do. And so she's a young person. She says she wants to be a lawyer. And what the state looks into when you apply to be a lawyer is they look into, okay, are your parents a part of the opposition, the political opposition that's opposing the communist state? If that's the case, then absolutely not. They don't want to give legal education to somebody who has connections to the opposition, obviously. Um, the next question is, have you been a good comrade? You know, have you been a good uh, participant and provider to the collective that you should be, good comrade or bad comrade? And then the next question, though, they ask is, are there any Christians in your family? They ask that for good reason. It's because... If you have connections to Christianity, if you have connections to um, that faith, then you're probably not going to fall for the crap of the communist regime. You're probably not going to be convinced that the greatest purpose you serve as a human being is to serve the collective, is to serve uh, the government dictator in charge of the regime. You see what I mean? So can the communist regime really compete for the control of your mind, if your mind is already dead set on, on serving a higher purpose, serving Christ. Uh, no, 
And so at the time she wasn't religious and she got accepted. She went to law school. And of course she says, you know, I never read any of the great Western classics. You didn't get to read the constitution or the declaration of independence or any of these things. You got the communist version of law school. Um, and then when she got to America later on, she was like, it was just amazing. But she gets to law school, she goes and, and she's just feeling a little bit lost. She's not exactly sure what's going on. And, and one day somebody came to her office and, and asked her if she wanted to come to an underground Christian meeting. And she said, okay. And so she showed up that day. And from then on, she was dedicated to helping the people of that group that were being attacked by the communist regime. And so she started dedicating her career to that. And obviously that's a big no-no to the communists because they allowed her to become a lawyer. And now she's using her skills that they gave to her to fight back against them to protect Christians that they hate. So one day she's in her law office and um, a, an assassin comes and shows up in her law office and starts pointing a pistol at her face. And the assassin was sent by the communist regime, the leaders, and he's screaming at her and he's saying he's going to kill her because he's a good comrade and he's serving the collective. He's serving the great, the great regime. He's serving the communist party. He's a good comrade and he's going to kill her because she deserves it. And she did not know what to do. So what she ended up doing is just reciting the Bible from memory, what she could remember. And the guy is just staring at her. Like, uh, I mean, the guy's brainwashed. He, he's a brainwashed assassin for the communist regime, thinking he's doing a good deed by going to assassinate a Christian. So obviously he's got some problems. Um, but the guy is like dumbfounded. And she says you could kind of see in his eyes something's changing, something's changing. But then she did. She ran out of words. Okay, I, I would not be able to do much if I was reciting the Bible by memory. Um, but she runs out of words, and he goes right back. He flashes back into his aggressive, you know, killer assassin mode. And so then she she grabs the Bible from her desk and she opens it to a random page and just starts reading it to him. And eventually, the guy takes off after pointing the pistol at her, right to her face for being a Christian, her reaction was to still speak the words of the Bible to her assassin with the pistol, the pistol pointed at her face. I mean, talk about the courage that she had in that moment. And then nowadays you have people that are scared to, to share an Instagram post because they might get unfollowed by people who don't like their conservative views. It's really just dis disappointing. Um, but that's, that's what saved her life is, digging her heels in and standing firm in her beliefs and speaking them quite loud and, and proud <laughs> to rhyme. The guy left and he, she never saw him again. And what happened is he, he came back, but this time it was in Texas. She had fled Romania, obviously made it to America and we were able to interview her. Once she's in America, she decides to write a book to tell her story. And in just the craziest circumstances, one day, a man showed up at her law office in Texas and said, do you remember me? And he explained who he was. It was the assassin from many years back. And he says, I, I want to tell you how you changed my life, how you changed my heart and my mind. And then he asked if he could write a chapter in her book. And so she wrote her book as on escaping communism. He wrote her a chapter for the book, explaining his mindset on why he was a communist, why he 
felt in his mind that it was a good thing to murder that Christian woman in her law office on behalf of the communist regime. And I'll link the book so you guys can go buy it. Um, but that's the kind of stuff of, like, no wonder, no wonder communists need to send assassins after Christians. No wonder they have to send people to beat and torture and jail and persecute people that are deeply rooted in faith. Because communists can't compete with a person's belief, deeply rooted belief, in a higher purpose and power. It's just impossible for them. They know that competition and they know they're going to lose every time. And they lost in this situation in the story. Um, but that's the kind of stuff where, like, I mean, it, that's what Christmas and, and Christianity, our faith, that's what these holidays are really all about is is getting back to the roots of things. So, I, I, I mean, I'm even just telling that story. I was like, crap, I'm talking about Christmas. I forgot that I've got to bring it back to Christmas. But like, yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ was born on December 25th and that, that's a really big deal. And um, when we talk about the rise of the radical left, they really, really just want to remove any aspect of American heritage, value, tradition, culture from society. And a lot of that has to do with faith. They attack Christians as evil, conservative, racist people, whatever words they want to use, you know. Um, but that's that's one of the things they come after. And it's not surprising because it's just the classic leftist tactic used throughout history by these crazy people. And now they're here. It's not just like they're at America's door. They're They're in the gates, okay? Another lesson from that, that idea that communists find faith in something greater threatening because it means that that person will probably put up a fight. That person will probably put their foot down. That person will probably stand up and push back and won't comply. There's something to that. And it, it reminds me of also like the Great Reset with everything going on. The the World Economic Forum, they, they released this article, this this new talking point that by 2030 or by sometime in the future, you're not going to own anything and you're going to like it. And, and there's this growing number of people that don't have much, okay? We're not married. We don't have kids. We, we are renters. We don't have any plans to buy property anytime soon. We, we go from job to job to job, so we don't exactly have a solid career. And I think all of these things are good for the left, they like that we don't have much to our names. They like that we don't own property and a home. And they like that we don't have a family and children to protect and defend. Because they want us to be in a situation where, where we don't really have much to fight for, you know? When you have something to protect, when you have something to stand for, when you have something to live for, when you, when you have something to not only just protect but to ensure a strong future for, and build a strong future for like children, you're going to put a foot down way faster than if you are just a sheeple that has nothing to lose and is fine with doing whatever daddy government says. You've got something to lose. The left doesn't want you to have something to lose. You've got something to fight for. And I think a lot goes into that. It's not just with faith, but it's, it's with our family, our property, our home. These things matter. And it makes us a threat to the radical leftists when we have things to protect and stand up for. So I hope you guys consider that. Moving into the action item for the day, we got to bring back the reason for the season, guys. I hate to be cheesy and use that phrase, but I mean, it exists for a reason, right? <laughs> I'm not going to try and make something 
remake something that's already already fine. Um, I think the first thing that we could do is reject this weird corporatism and consumerism that evolves around the holidays. Everybody complains about it. Leftists complain about it, but they like complain about capitalism. That's not what it is. Capitalism is economic independence for average people like you and me. Okay. It's us to have economic and financial power. It has nothing to do with the greed and the consumerism around the holidays. All right. So don't let them conflate that and definitely hit them with that every single time. Um, Capitalism is literally just the average people being able to participate in the economy, not just the government, where the government owns and controls everything and gives it out to us, basically says like, oh, the people own it, but we're going to control it and give it out to everyone. No, it's you and me. Capitalism is you and me being able to participate and and have independence, economic, financial independence. So don't let them hit you with that. You're going to get that a lot this season with these radical lefties. Um, but instead of focusing on this consumerism, instead of focusing on these, these corporate structures of holidays that they want to put us in of like what we have to buy and the things that we have to do, instead just get back to those annual holiday traditions that define American culture and make sure you're passing them on to your family and your kids. You're participating in them. You're, you're respecting them. You're learning about why they even exist. What, what generations of Americans even made these up or what other countries have they come from? And now why do we celebrate them here in America? Understanding where traditions came from is so, so important and it helps us. It helps us preserve them in the future because we, we have greater respect for them when we know more about them. Um, and then, of course, we have to focus on passing these values and these traditions down to the next generation so that they can carry them on. We have to get back into that habit of, of giving responsibility to future generations. I think, I'm not to go on a, chan- a tangent, but like the generation that we're in right now, we didn't raise the generation of millennials or Gen Z, like the Zoomers, to say like, hey, you have responsibility as, as a human, as an individual, as a woman, as a man, to to build a life and to build a family. And you're going to become a man one day. You're going to become a woman one day. And you're going to have certain responsibilities. Instead, we're just like acting like children in our mid-30s. And I, I think it's all just so strange. But if we get back to giving younger kids a greater purpose and meaning in life and understanding of the world around them from an earlier age, especially by teaching them how to respect their elders, respect the generations that came before them and carry on traditions. I think we're going to be in a great spot. Uh, And that all of course goes back to faith. So getting it back to what those annual traditions are and keeping that faith there in the center, the rooted purpose of it all is, is going to be important. Action item number two, and then I'll wrap it up is to speak boldly and proudly of your faith and your values, okay? It's the dangerous complacency that got us here. People are scared to share an Instagram story these days because they're gonna get unfollowed by friends. Perhaps we're in a situation where we have to get unfollowed by friends over political views because conservatives were so silent, so dangerously complacent with how things were, thinking that it could never get this bad, that, well, now look at us. If we speak our mind, we are fired from our job or ostracized from society or blocked on social media or removed from social media by the company or ostracized in in, in public. It's, it's disgusting. And it probably all came because we didn't have courage for many, many decades leading up to this. I think, honestly, if we look back to the woman from Romania, the story that I shared with you guys, she spoke her values so boldly, so proudly, even in the face of death. And and if you aren't inspired by that, I don't know what's going on with you. But I think it's because she knew she was righteous in that. And, and I think we are also righteous in our desire. I mean, we're not racist. We're not sexist. We're not homophobic. We're not, what are the words? Um bigots, 
I, I get called a white supremacist sometimes, a Nazi, I don't know, all the words. We're none of those things, okay? We believe in freedom and dignity for all human beings. And we will not let godless communists stop us and destroy this country. And we are righteous in wanting to do that, okay? And so we could be pretty confident when we speak, I'd say. I, that's why I, I'm shameless about all. I, I don't hold back anymore because, yeah, we're fighting godless communists that want to bring down the greatest country in human history. Sounds like a good thing to be uh, participating in, if you ask me. Sounds like a good fight to enter. But with that, thanks for listening to The Freedom Guide. I hope you guys implement those action items. Merry Christmas. I'll see you next week. Hey guys, it's Morgan Zeggers, and if you needed a little reminder, freedom is a lifestyle. The Freedom Guide is here to provide you with resources and information and guidance on how to live out those values that you have that are rooted in freedom. That's what it's going to take to save this country. So thank you for listening. We hope to see you next week, and be sure to follow us on our Instagram page, The Freedom Guide to join into this great community that is growing of active Americans that want to participate and be a part of this fight to preserve, first of all, to save and protect and then preserve our country for generations to come. God bless.